want to talk to you about a Thanksgiving perspective this morning. Uh, one of the things I know about human nature is that a lot of times our whole atmosphere in life changes if our perspective changes. If our attitude is right, no matter what's going on in our lives, we can be going through some very, very tough times. But if our attitude is right, those tough times aren't as tough as they would have been if we'd have had a rotten attitude in the middle of them. Amen. So I want to talk to you about a Thanksgiving perspective. And the, I, I found a thing. Uh, I'm glad that, that, that during Jesus' time, uh, someone wrote a, a deal I want to read to you about, about uh, perspective and the, the, if, if an HR department got a hold of Jesus for the people that he chose, human resource. So this, this letter is to Jesus, son of Joseph, woodcrafter's carpenter shop in Nazareth, and it's from the Jordan HR Management Consultants. <laughs> Dear sir, thank you. Send this to Jesus. Dear sir, thank you for submitting the resumes of the 12 men you have picked for managerial positions in your new organization. All of them have now taken our battery of tests, and we have not only run the results through our computer, but also arranged personal interviews for each of them with our psychologist and vocational HR department. The profiles of all these tests are included, and you will want to study each of those carefully. It is the staff's opinion that most of your nominees are lacking in background, education, and vocational aptitude for the type of enterprise you are undertaking. They do not have the team concept. We would recommend that you continue your search for persons of experience in managerial ability and proven capability. Simon Peter is emotionally unstable <laughs> and given to fits of temper. Andrew is absolute, has absolutely no qualities of leadership. The two brothers... James and John, the sons of Zebedee, place personal interests above the company and loyalty. Thomas demonstrates a questioning attitude that would tend to undermine morale. We feel that it is our duty to tell you that Matthew has been blacklisted by the Greater Jerusalem Better Business Bureau. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, definitely have radical leanings, and they both registered a high score on the manic depressive scale. <laughs> One of those candidates, however, showed great potential. He's a man of ability, resourcefulness, meets people well, has a keen business mind, and has contacts in high places. He is highly motivated, ambitious, and responsible. We recommend Judas Iscariot <laughs> as your controller and your right-hand man. All of the other profiles are self-explanatory. We wish you every success in your new venture. Sincerely, Jordan HR Management Consultants. Aren't you glad? <laughs> I don't think any of us would make it 
If we had to go through all the battery of tests that I'm glad that Jesus loves me just the way I am. I'm glad that he loves you just the way you are. You could never change how much God loves you by the way you act. His love never changes. It never gives up and it never runs out. I'm so grateful that God loves me and I don't think any of us would probably make it because we have all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God, but God says that in while we were yet sinners, Christ came and he died for us because he saw the potential in each and every one of us and he sees in us people who can be grateful and people who can love him the way that he loves us. I don't always do the right thing, but my, I love, 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 love Jesus. You may not be perfect, but if we love Jesus, we're going to move on toward being perfect. Amen? So if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19. A thanksgiving perspective. Get the right perspective here. This is interesting. In, in verse 19 of Ephesians chapter 5, it says, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing, and making a melody in your heart to the Lord. Who does it say it's speaking to? Speaking to yourselves. It says it's okay, I like this, for you to talk to yourself. You're not crazy. It's okay. Speak to yourself. Because when you say these things and you say them as unto the Lord, it edifies you and it builds you up in the most holy faith and it helps you to be stronger in him. So he's saying, do this. Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I just want to encourage everybody. I know that we all sound better in the shower when we're singing, but you can sing anywhere. I, I like, I'm a singing man. I like to sing. I just like, I just like, I don't even care if anybody's listening or not. I'm going to sing. And the reason I sing is because I got a song in my heart. I just like to sing. And when I got older, I don't sing as good as I used to sing, but I don't think Jesus cares about that. I think what he cares about is my heart while I'm singing. Amen. And so I want to just challenge everybody. If you're listening to me right now, and you say, well, that's good for you, but I'm not a singer. You, should, you might try it. You might just try singing, and, and it, you don't have to sing on key or on tune. You don't have to be really good. You're not going to get a recording contract anyway, but you will honor God with your, your songs, your hymns. Let the, the songs that we sing on Sunday mornings and the worship songs we sing, uh, plug them in, play them, and begin to get this song in your heart. And when you wake up in the morning, the songs will come out of your heart. They're about three or four years ago, I was going through some really, really hard times, and I was just, it was just tough, and I, I think we all have moments when it gets tough, and I realized that, like, for the last three weeks, I hadn't, I hadn't been singing, 
And I told Dara, I said, I've let the devil take my song from me, and I'm going to start singing. And so what, what happened? It wasn't that I felt like singing. Y'all stay with me here. I, it wasn't like I felt like singing. I just decided to sing. And when I decided to sing, after I started singing, then I started feeling like singing. So what I'm saying is don't let your feelings dictate to you what you do. Do it because he said do it. Sing with psalms and, and, and let it out. Just let it rip out. And, and stop worrying about what people will think about. Chances are they're not thinking about you anyway. But <laughs> Right? Do it for God because he's thinking about you. And psalms and spiritual songs and and in your heart, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It says, Think, giving thanks always. It didn't say giving thanks when you feel like it. It didn't say be a thankful person when everything's going right, when everything's perfect. That's the easy thing, times to give thanks. Give thanks in the hard times. Why do we give thanks? It says, give thanks always. And why do we do that? Because... When we give thanks out of discipline because we know that God has asked us to do that, then he will begin to bless us and we'll, be, we'll have more peace in our life and we'll be more grateful. And then it'll just be a better world for people that are around you instead of being, look like you've been baptized in pickle juice and miserable. <laughs> you'd be singing, you'd be happy. And people want to be around happy people. I get, it's just good stuff. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How can we give th thanks in the middle of problems? The reason we can give thanks in the middle of our problems is because Jesus said he would never leave us, he would never forsake us, that he would help us through. When we acknowledge him in all of our ways, it says that he will direct our path. Even though we're having a rough time, we can have a thankful heart because God is going to help us through our rough times. He might not take them away from us, but he said, I'll help you get through them. Brings peace to us. Yeah, go ahead and clap for him if you want to. <laughs> Let it out. It's all right. 1 Thessalonians 5.12, 1 Thessalonians 5.12, it says this. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. It says acknowledge those who work hard. Everybody has people that speak into your life. If somebody speaks life into your life, it says, it, uh, and then it says to honor those, uh, acknowledge those who work hard and care for you in the Lord, who admonish you. <laughs> what it means is those who bring correction to you. Is there anybody here who has a hard time taking correction? Oh, I didn't think you'd raise your hand. I didn't, because <laughs> that would be correction. <laughs> you can always tell people's hearts if you bring correction to them. Not everybody is teachable. Not everybody is humble. It says what the Lord requires of you. Remember that scripture, Micah, Micah 5, 8, to, to, to uh, 
do justly, do the right thing, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. Humble people are, it's easier to take correction if we're humble because if we need correction, we should welcome correction. Hey, I got all day, I can wait on you. <laughs> I said we should welcome correction, we should welcome correction in our life if we're humble people. So that's the challenge. I, I, I think our flesh, and I'm, I'm, I, I confess, sometimes I don't like people bringing correction to me. But I, I, have to, I need it sometimes too, and I have to accept that. And I don't always know it's right when, it, when it's right. Sometimes I have to, have to sometimes I'm slow to, slow to get it. Anybody with me? Yeah. Three of y'all. Admonish you, hold them in the highest regards, the ones that bring the word of God to you because their work, because of their work. Live in peace with each other. Search for peace. Look for a way to be a peacemaker in, in, the, in, in the church. Be, look for a way to be a peacemaker in your marriage. Now, look for peace with your kids and with your grandkids. Be a peacemaker, not a peace. Taker. When people come around, say you'll be more attractive to other people because there will be peace in your life. And if there's anything our world is looking for today, it's peace. And Jesus said, I am your peace. Live in peace with each other, it says. Uh, and we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle. What does it say? An idle mind is what? The devil's workshop. Get a job. Go to work. Find something to do. And when you do something, do it heartily as unto the Lord. If you don't have something to do, uh, call the office and we can find something for you to do. Warn those who are idle and disruptive, encouraged and disheartened. Help the weak, be patient. Be patient. Who are we supposed to be patient with? Everyone. Even the ones that are impatient with you, we have to be patient with them so that they can learn patience. We have to sow seeds of patience so we can reap patience from others. If we want mercy, we have to give mercy. If we want people to love us, we have to love people. If we want people to like us, we got to like somebody. We must be teachable, humble people and sow seeds of righteousness so we can reap the seeds of righteousness. What you sow, you will also reap. If you want people to be thankful, if you be thankful for them, amen. That's good preaching. That's good stuff. So make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. Don't be looking for ways to get even with people. I'll wait on you. <laughs> Make sure nobody, in the Greek, nobody means nobody. Nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always, everybody say always. always. 
Strive to do what is good for each other. Strive to do, uh, to bless other people, to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. When we bless everyone else, you know, when we sow the seeds of blessing for other people, we're going to be blessed by that. Then in verse 16, it says, rejoice when you feel like it. Hey, don't always, hey, you better get your own Bible. You better bring your Bible. It doesn't say rejoice when you feel like it. What does it say? Always. Rejoice. Oh, wow. You mean when I don't feel like it, I should rejoice? That's what it says. It says always too many times, and I think we could all, I think we all could, uh, if we were honest with each other, that, that there's times we don't feel like rejoicing. I think part of our challenge is, is that many times we don't feel like doing the right thing, so we just don't do it because we feel like it. The reason that I started singing when my song had gone away is because I knew it was the right thing to do. To rejoice always is a choice. It's not because we feel like rejoicing. It's because he said rejoice in the Lord. How can we rejoice in the Lord when we're going through circumstances and situations that are tough and hard and it's difficult and some of the hardest things we have, we can rejoice because we know that God can take any and every situation, good, bad, indifferent, ugly, God can take that situation and he in his ultimate wisdom and mercy and power can make good come out of a bad situation. He's just good at that. Rejoice always and pray continually. Always, What that means is stay in an attitude of prayer because a lot of times God wants to speak to us because he wants to work through us. And when he speaks to us, we have to have our ears open to God. And many times in our world, in our society today, we are so busy and we're on our phones all the time. We're on our computers all the time. And God will not compete with you. He'll not compete with your devices. You have to choose to be quiet so you can hear. Pray continually. Give thanks in some of these circumstances. Is that what it says? Oh, y'all come on with me. Help me preach a little bit. Help me. Give thanks in all circumstances. Woo! Man, this is good stuff. Be thankful in the situation, again, because God is with you. You don't have to be thankful. See, when, whenever, whenever I was down at the arena and I cut my thumb off, I, I hollered, I go, oh, like that. And nobody, nobody did anything. They just went on down there. I'm like, and I went back down there and I said, hey, I cut my thumb off. You cut your thumb off. 
reason they didn't know, they told me later, they said, you're always hollering about something. You're always saying, hallelujah, praise the Lord, singing and doing stuff like that. We just thought you were just, just being you. I said, no, I cut my thumb off. And they didn't know it. But I think that's kind of a good thing. Because I think we need to be more vocal about the goodness of God. And it doesn't, doesn't matter who you're around. Let's, let's not be intimidated by the world we live in. Let's run our own lives and be faithful and obedient to what God's asked us to do because it'll bring a lot more joy when we have the gratitude in our life. I believe that. Give thanks in all circumstances. Get, you get hold of this. Wait, this is it. This is, this is the deal. Here it is. Write this. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God's will. Have you ever wondered what God's will is for you? It's for you to give thanks. Be thankful. Live a thankful life. Don't ever wonder what God, God's will is for your life when it comes to being thankful. This is, why did he say that? Why did he say that this is God's will? Because he has your best interest at heart because he knows, oh, I'm getting ahead of my sermon here. How can we do this? How can we have this con- the attitude continually, especially in all circumstances? I believe the answer lies in our perspective uh, of faith. Faith pleases God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we want to please God with our faith. We want to be grateful because that is the will of God. And when we are grateful people and we want to please God because we trust God, when you're a grateful person and you trust God, you have faith in God, that's what puts a smile on God's face. Did you know that God smiles when he sees a grateful, thankful person who is filled with faith and confidence that no matter what the circumstances of life that we live in, that God can take that and make good come out of it. When we have that in our heart, no matter what's going on in our heart, we have this attitude of gratitude. God is blessed. And when you bless God, you know what God does? He blesses you back. I think that there's some thanks killers. One of the thanks killers in life is pride. Pride saying, I got this. I'm a self-made man. I, you didn't make yourself. If you're good at something, it's because God put that in you. Stop being so uh, selfish and self-centered and thinking that you're all that in a box of chocolates. Listen, you're blessed because God blessed you. If you're smart, God put that in you. More power to you. All those other people get. When I went to school, I was like, I like, I should have been down there, went to school at Galveston, because I was always just a little below sea level. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're smart, if you're real smart, that's because God put that in you. All the rest of us, we're just like, well, that'd be good. <laughs> hey, show, show us the picture you got. Show us the picture up on the screen. 
Y'all seen that, right? You know how that turtle got up there on that fence post? It wasn't by himself. <laughs> he had to have some help. You know how you got stuff where you're at? It wasn't by yourself. You had to have some help. And God helped you. Aren't you thankful for that? He didn't get up there by himself. It's like a turtle on fence. I just had to put that up there. I like it. <laughs> he looks kind of scared up there, doesn't he? So thanks killers pride. I mean, kill the pride in your life. Let, let God be God in your life. Another thanks killer is complaining, constant complaining. Um, God wants us to be grateful people. And there's a lady, she was a farmer and uh, just very successful. And one year she was just uh, had, she is a, a grow potatoes. And the preacher was gonna go try to help her get over her uh, complaining because he's always complaining about something. And he went up to her and said, ma'am, you're going to have a great, great crop this year. God's really blessed you. It looks like, looks like your potatoes, every one of them, just really good. And she's like, well, yeah, they're, it's really good potatoes. But, man, she says, I, I'm not going to have any bad potatoes. And she says, I'm not going to have anything to feed them hogs. I can't believe it. it's just going to be bad like that. <laughs> you can always find something to complain about if you look for it. If you look for something to complain about, you can always find something to complain about. If you want to find something to be thankful for, you can always find something to be thankful for. The question is, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? Because you're going to find it. You want to complain? <laughs> Another thanks killer is carelessness. If the stars only came out once a year, we'd stay up all night to see them. But they come out every night, and we just get used to them stars being up there. And if we're not careful, we will just not be thankful for the blessings that God has for us. We are all blessed people. Let's not just get so accustomed to being blessed that we're not grateful. So thanksgiving should be expressed in Psalm 100. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. 107, Psalm 107, give thanks to the Lord. Why? For he is good. Luke chapter 17, you remember when Jesus, he healed the 10 lepers. You remember that story? He healed the 10 lepers and, and he said, go show yourselves to the priest. It was a custom of the, the day so that they could come back into society so after they went and showed, him, showed themselves to the priest so they could come back into society after being lepers, only one leper came back to Jesus and said, thank you. And Jesus said this to that leper. He said, when Jesus, uh, he said, uh, where are the other? It's pretty simple. Where are the other nine? <laughs> I can't believe that Jesus lets me do this stuff. <laughs> he's, he's the only one that said thank you. 
But here's what Jesus said. This is, this is important, this part here. Jesus said, go, said, rise and go, your faith, your faith has made you well. He said, your faith, your faith, what he was talking about, he was already healed. And if we just look at this stuff in the natural, we'll go, well, yeah, he's already well. The other nine are well too, and they didn't come back and say thank you, but that wasn't what Jesus, Jesus was talking about a total healing in his heart, in his mind, Yes, in his body, but also in his soul. Let me tell you something. Being sick physically is not the worst kind of sickness. Spiritual sickness is worse than physical sickness. We can be sick physically and well spiritually, and everything is going to be fine. But we have to guard our hearts and prioritize and have a perspective of gratitude no matter what our circumstances is. And the leper came back because he valued what Jesus did for him so much that he came back and said, thank you. And Jesus, after he said, thank you, Jesus gave to him complete healing. It's, it's so important. It's very, very important. He said, your faith has made you well. Oh, only when you're, you are spiritually and mentally healed are you complete in your physical healing. Psychologists today tell us that sincere gratitude and thanksgiving is the healthiest of all human emotions. A guy named Hans Seeley, who is considered the father of stress studies, has said that gratitude produces more positive emotional energy than any other attitude in life. It's important. Paul said this in Romans chapter one. He said, for although they knew God, Romans chapter one, y'all should read that. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a chapter about homosexual relationships. Our, our, whole nature, our whole culture today is ate up with the sexual revolution and, and it's, it's just, but Jesus addresses this in Romans chapter one and Paul says, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave him thanks. Say they didn't glorify him as God and because they didn't glorify him as God, they didn't give him thanks, but they're thinking, they're thinking, everybody say they're thinking, their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened because of a lack of gratitude and a lack of honor for the word of God. We can always gauge our love for God by our obedience to God. I should say that again. I think that was pretty good. We can always gauge our love for God by our obedience to God. If you love me, he said, keep my commandments. Love is something that will, will uh, draw us to God and want us to be who God made us to be. If we don't want to be grateful, if we don't want the attitude, uh, if we're like ungrateful, it will draw us away from God and our hearts. And who, honestly, who hasn't? done that 
been drawn away from God at some point in time. Y'all looking too holy on me out there. You're like, well, I never done. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. If you live in this world, you've been drawn away from God and darkness comes in our life. But we have to run to the light and not run from God, but run to God. And don't let the light offend you just because you've been in the darkness. You, you mom and dad ever turn a light on in your kids when you're trying to get them up for school in the morning? Turn light. Them kids, turn the light off. Light can be offensive if you're used to the darkness. Yeah. I got three words for you, though. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in my notes. <clears throat> Our Thanksgiving should always be growing and expanding. Uh, Two-thirds of the world goes to bed hungry at night. Give thanks in all circumstances. Always giving thanks. I'm thankful that I'm out of time, but I don't like it. Uh, here's what Paul said. I'm going to wind up this, wind this down. Paul had been run out of town, beaten, whipped, imprisoned, betrayed by his friends, naked, cold, hungry, shipwrecked, and stoned because of his faith. Yet Paul never stopped. He never stopped giving thanks. Here's what he said in Romans 8, 18. He says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. That's why, that is why for Christ's sake, listen to this, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, and in difficulty. He said, I don't tolerate those things. I delight in them. Woo! Man, that's a, that's a paradigm shift. And this is why, this is it, this is it. For when I am weak, then I am strong. He says, when I'm weak physically, when, I'm, when it seems like things, my life is just, it's just too hard and I'm just weak, he said, I can delight in those things because I know that spiritually I'm, being, I'm stronger than I've ever been before because I trust God. And I can be thankful in the middle of these circumstances because I know that God is going to be strong in me. It's a bit, it's, it's a shift. Our, 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 our uh, thanksgiving is expected. God expects that out of us uh, to be thankful in all circumstances. It's, it's a mark of a growing Christian. Um, most of y'all, uh, a lot of, one of the things I noticed about babies is that when they colic and they're crying and they're just miserable and and the mama stays up with them and just like end of the night and it just any mom has ever done that it's like and you're you're like oh it's this baby be quiet but finally when they're quiet and you lay them down the baby never says oh mom thank you for being such a good mom 
thank you for walking the, the floor with me, and I know that your back hurts and everything. No, they just start crying again. <laughs> Don't be a Christian baby. Be thankful. If somebody goes a second mile for you and loves you when you're, you know. Be grateful. Be thankful. And I need to quit here. I need to quit. So this is all I got to say about it. I'm going to quit. You can't have thanksgiving without giving. Sometimes you give, we give to our kids, we give to our grandkids, we give to our spouse, we, we give to the church, we give to Cowboys for Give. Uh, one of the markers of being thankful is giving. And one of the markers, y'all remember Noah in the ark, right? Noah uh, Noah, <clears throat> he preached to everybody and tried to get them. Nobody wanted. He said, there's a flood coming. And so he built an ark and, and uh, got the animals in there. And, and the flood waters came up and they've been out on the, on, on the waters for 40 days. And he turns out a raven. He turned out two birds. You remember that, right? The raven and the dove. Which, which one came back? Why did the raven not come back? Do you ever think about that? The raven feeds off of dead things. And there was a lot of dead things out there. So the raven never came back to the ark where what represents the presence of God and, and the, the saving of God. The ark represents what God did for the world. But the one who fed off of the dead things couldn't wait to get out of it. Because he was looking for dead things. What did the dove do? little leaf, he brought back something that was alive. But he came back to the ark because that was the safe place that God had prepared for him. So we have choices. We can stay in the presence of God. We can sing our hearts content even if we don't feel like singing we're going to sing anyway nanny nanny boo boo we're just going to sing nobody likes it we're going to sing anyway because we don't we're not here to please people we're here to please God we're going to speak up and we're going to worship God if somebody if, if we've run into somebody that, that needs help we're going to help them if we can if we have in within our being to help somebody we're going to help we're going to be nice to the people uh, uh, that we come in contact with and bless them because we want to be blessed. We're going to be grateful people. 
because we want to reap seeds of gratitude. We want to sow seeds of mercy so we can reap seeds of mercy. We want to be teachable people because we want God to show us our ways, good, bad, or indifferent. And whenever we have correction and God uses people to help us be corrected, we are going to be thankful for our correction. Amen. I'm bringing life to you. I'm not bringing, I'm not the raven. Wanting to feed off the dead things of this world. Y'all come on with me. We're going to bring life back and we're going to come into the presence of God and we're going to pray continue. We're going to rejoice again. And again, I'm going to rejoice because Something's inside of me. She just balls up and it cries out. I just can't keep it in. I gotta sing praises of God. Why? Because he is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your blessings. Lord, we do worship you. How great is our God. How wonderful you are. We thank you, Lord, for your many, many blessings. Lord, I pray your blessings upon everybody in this room, everybody watching online. Thank you for Chris getting baptized today and everybody getting baptized. Bless them, Lord. Help us, oh God, to follow you closely. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'd like for you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a second. This morning, if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, Maybe if you haven't, you just haven't been living for him, simply by raising your hand, say, Preacher, I need Jesus in my heart. I need to make him the Lord of my life. We want to put a Bible in your hand and help you come to know Christ as your personal Savior. Anybody, Preacher, that's me. I need Jesus in my heart. I need to make him the Lord of my life. Anybody, slip your hand up high. Anybody, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Hey, get used to saying it. I go over to a friend of mine's house and I rope. <clears throat> and I got a buddy over there. He's Hispanic. He's from Mexico. He doesn't speak Spanish very good. Uh, Zach knows him. Pancho. And I go, I, I just, hallelujah. Sometimes I just say it out loud. Hallelujah. And yeah, just like that. And, and, uh, and uh, Pancho, he'll go, hallelujah, amigo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many needs to speak up more for Jesus? Raise your hand. How many needs to be more grateful? Raise your hand. I just want to pray for you. Can I pray for you? We've got a prayer team up here. If you need special prayer, love to have you. But first of all, let's raise our hands and surrender to God. Everybody online, please do this with us. Raise your hands and surrender to God. Lord Jesus, we thank you for loving us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for who you are. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be teachable people, help us to be humble people, help us to be people of gratitude. Thank you for your many blessings. May we have a thanksgiving perspective in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Hey, be nice to everybody in the parking lot. The preacher preached too long.